0: You're listening to The Dropouts.
1: All right, welcome to episode 15 of The Dropouts. I'm Jess.
0: And I'm Morgan.
1: And today we are talking about (laughs) finding your people.
0: Yeah, and why it's important. To find people that support you and you know I've always heard that we are a sum of the five people we hang out with and so reflecting on what that means for you in your life and if you're not too thrilled with it how to find some more support and things you can do all of that good stuff Um, but per usual before we jump into our episode we like to do a little update because you guys probably haven't heard from us since we did the Q&A episode and it's been a hot minute since we've recorded. It feels like it. So, or it feels yeah. like it anyways. I know we just took a week off, but it does feel weird.
1: It was my birthday. I turned 27. Did you have fun? Yeah, I had a good time. I've never been a big bird This is the first year <laughs> since like probably before I started working that I was off on my birthday. I always like worked on my birthday. So it was kind of interesting. I have your birthday card. Oh, you're so sweet.
0: I haven't sent it yet. I know I said I was going to, and then I. Oh my
1: gosh. And. <laughs> Eventually. No, I had a good time. It was a nice, low-key. Spent some time with a couple friends, and it was good. Um. Also, super random, but while you were like, um, coming to the studio today, I I ordered this bracelet, or this like, like device thing, that shocks you and it helps like to wake you up but also like you can use it to
0: yeah is it called padlock I, the- I have do you i almost got
1: that. a long time ago and then i saw yeah. it the other day on tiktok about how a check use it Yours yeah looks it's, it's like the- it's like rose gold something or other
0: Okay, mine was like an ugly black band that looked like yeah. You can
1: still get those sporty ones where it's they're uh, cheaper. That was the only but I was option like, they of had. It's gonna be bougie. So have you
0: been using? And, them? I didn't know that
1: they had this option. I well, I I literally just put it on before. Oh. Like I, well, you were like, I'm I'm coming to the. I'm like, take your time. I'm playing with a new toy. That's so for anyone that me. doesn't
0: know what this is, it's a watch that you can wear, and it's called Pavlov because like Pavlov's dog. You know, if you psych one hundred and one, I won't go into that. But anyways, it's if you wanna break a habit so like for jess and i i'm assuming she got it so she could wake up in the morning on time (laughs) okay (laughs) just a a guess i'm just guessing but like so you can set like different um intensities but if you don't get up when the watch goes off the time that you set to get up after a certain amount of time it'll shock you and then (laughs) and then you can set it so like the shock (laughs) gets in like more intense and so it makes you uncomfortable and it wakes you up like it's a it's a true it was a pretty good zap and it kind of gets your nerves like oh geez like and then you're awake so you get out of bed um I had an issue with the app because I have like the old version and then I lost the charger and then I just haven't used it since but it did work while I had it I also had did you use it for habits no because I didn't really understand I was like how is it going to know if I'm eating a donut or, you know, a crumble cookie for the 12th time? Like it doesn't, so you have to like, I think you have to yeah, manually, you have to like do manually it shock yourself. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, of course, if I'm going to like manual, like
1: I'm going to, cause I'm chaotic and I kind of, I kind of like the feeling. I think it's not going to work for me because of that. But,
0: um, I think it works for like waking up, but anything beyond that.
1: Yeah. That And that's like, that's why I got it. Cause I, The alarm that I have, it screams, it screams at me. It says, wake up, bad bitch. And then I have to do like memory puzzles or it, and then like, I have to go back three minutes, three minutes later into the app and tell it that I'm like up or it'll go off again. And it will go off for hours and it's so loud and the memory puzzles, but I still do it in my sleep and then I turn it off.
0: I am. So that sounds horrible. That sounds awful. I I got this. <laughs> it's so on loud. Kickstarter. This is probably like five or six years ago because I remember I was still nursing and I was having like the padlock? No, a different thing. I, it's another gimmicky device. Oh, it was from Kickstarter and it was this floor mat, and you put it wherever in your room. And the way that you turn off your alarm is that you have to stand on the mat. So you actually physically have to get out of bed to turn your alarm off, and then you have to stand on your mat for like ten seconds for it to turn off um but it was like the beta version of it and like i'm sure now they probably have something where you could program it from your phone probably works but like i had to like manually turn the mat over and like pluck out the alarm clock and try to set it was like an old analog type of like alarm clock like they could really make this a lot better if they connected it to your phone i'm sure they probably have that version now oh yeah um but yeah i got sick of trying to like and then i lost the cover for the thing so then you know of course that's just an excuse and then i'm pretty sure i was standing on it and then just like going back to bed because i was like mission accomplished i got out of bed now i'm going back to i was gonna bed. say i'm like
1: half asleep and then just mm-hmm. like waddle back to bed I have to be like on a different put it put it out in the shop oh wait, no but then you can't even hear it it's
0: the well, concept is all great right like
1: yeah i mean
0: if you're disciplined... but they don't understand
1: they underestimate i'm not so um <laughs> underestimate my sleep half asleep abilities but i'm really i'm lately i've been waking up because i'm excited to go to the gym crazy i know but excited. so i think this is gonna help me i know well i have this like routine that i do and i'm just like i feel so good when i do it so i and i know the rest of my day is better when i go
0: what's your routine to the Gym. do tell
1: so i, I wake up mm-hmm. i do like my morning stuff wash my face all that stuff, take my vitamins, take my, um, I've been trying to drink less energy drinks. Um, and then I go to the gym and I do the hydro massage for 20 minutes. And during that I do the sacred acoustics for 20 minutes, mm. which obviously I know it's like, you have like a, you have this thing like blasting your back. So it's not like a calm meditation In the sense, like, that's why I like doing it outside or, like, laying down without the hydro massage. But it does, like, it really – I have noticed that it helps me just, like, mentally prepare so I can, like, focus on my workout. And it's really fucking nice. I'm – like, if someone's, like, in there, I will – I, like, will wait. I'm, like, I know I need to start with – I feel, like, a little, like, autistic a little bit. I'm, like, I can't not do it this certain way because then after that I go and I do the incline treadmill to this playlist called "The young gravy <laughs> Treadmill Strut," <laughs> where this is this, this chick, <laughs> is this is chick on Instagram that made a bunch of playlists to like different, like just got one for like Taylor Swift and like a bunch of different artists. Where she like, it starts at like three miles per hour or whatever, and then each song goes up like one mile per hour so or not or 0.1 miles per hour so then you just like increase it gradually and then by the end you can do like a like a light jog or run or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's like it's so like you would i'm literally like strutting my shit it's like 7 a.m there's a bunch of old geezers around me and i'm like in the young gravy you so vicious (laughs) this sounds so delicious and like i'm just like probably singing out loud and not even realizing it but yeah, I have to do that. I do that for at least twenty minutes, and I know each song. Like I, it's like the next song, and I'm like, fuck yes, and I'm just like going at it, and then I lift. Well, no, I then go to I go to the bathroom, and then I lift after that. Like it's 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 like clockwork. Like even some of the people that work there who are like teenagers, they're like twenty minutes ready go. I'm like, yo, you're gonna do Young Gravy on the treadmill? Like yeah, I am. Like this is what I do now. That's good, and I love it. So that that's been getting me up out of bed. But there's sometimes where like. I just won't even like hear my alarm. And the next thing I know, it's like way later and then I'm upset about it. Mm. <laughs> so I need to start working out. Consciously, I will get up, but it, I feel so good. Actually, that was one of the Huberman lab podcasts. I just listened to how they're, I think I sent it to you where they're like, they went over, like they had a guest speaker on um, and how like they'd had a bunch of studies and stuff or even just like 10 minutes daily of just like walking or whatever um like really increases all the good things but also from like a longevity standpoint because you know how like we'd always hear like oh you should do like you know 2 hours a week total of cardio or whatever it's like no just make it a non-negotiable 10 minutes a day just go walk doesn't have to be anything crazy where you're sweating and i mean i've been doing that and meditating and my diet has been better my mood has been better i've been more productive like if I like there was one day where I I wasn't really allowed to go to the gym because I got that chemical peel and I was like not allowed to sweat mm-hmm. and I know I can't control myself at the gym like I, I like sweating when I'm there and I just had like I, I, I could tell I was just like I want I want to be at the gym like I don't feel mentally as good as I do when I go and like my diet and everything but yeah I don't know it's all things that we hear and then you're like, yeah well whatever people say this all the time and then you do it and you're like oh yeah they were right
0: yeah yeah they were that's right awesome. and now
1: I'm like excited
0: good for you yeah uh that's better. inspiring I really need to start working out again so I've been saying it for so long it's really just like go to the gym like I pay for this membership it's so stupid because I used to be so active and I know i've mentioned this before but i used yeah. to i used to do like bodybuilding and stuff so i it like part of me feels like like it's been like 2 weeks since i worked out you know but then i look at it i'm like mm-hmm. it's been years since i've made it mm-hmm. a routine it's been years and it flies by and i'm like you know i look back at like how fit i was and like my physique right around that time and it's just like if you would have just kept doing it you'd be yeah. <laughs> you're like gold right now you know which is fine you know like it's it is what it is you just start with where you're at again um but it's like yeah. oh would I even remember how to do a routine and like would I even remember this muscle memory yeah, it's just it's real yeah so I
1: but that's because I did bodybuilding in undergrad and I thought the same thing but I feel way healthier and better mentally and physically now than I ever did back then oh yeah bodybuilding like knowing I mean, what I know now and just
0: it's a whole And subculture but like yeah I mean it's a whole conversation probably that I won't bore everybody with but yeah it was really I'm sure some people can make it healthy right like I'm I guarantee some people do it the right way but there's a lot of people that it's a toxic subculture and man you can really get roped into like body image issues really quickly
1: so bad. I had bad relationship with food, and it took a really, really long time to like reset that. Yeah, it was not good. Um, so it's taken a it's taken probably until now to like actually be in a good place with that. But um, yeah, no, it's it's been it's been great, and I think it's either Mel Robbins or. <sighs> maybe Jensen Chair. I don't know one of them I think in a book or a podcast or something they were like for me to go to the gym like I or work out like I tell myself just go for like five minutes mm-hmm. like it's just five minutes like who cares like just do five minutes and be done and then like every time you'll be like oh I can do five more minutes mm-hmm. I can do 10 more minutes mm-hmm. and the next thing you know you're doing the work because I mean there, there's obviously science there there's the endorphins and all of those things that you feel released I mean like you are going to feel better like 100 percent in some way shape or form as long as you're not being stupid but
0: getting dressed and driving to the gym and going is the hardest part and once you're there it's like of course i'm gonna get on the stair master of course i'm gonna go do some squats of course i can do this but it's like that drama that we create in our head right before which is what i've been doing Mm -hmm. is just like oh my god just get some clothes on and go to the gym like yeah just go to the gym um yeah but yeah so if anyone ever thinks you know oh man feel alone in that you're not i struggle with the same thing and i'm okay. and i did too
1: i mean this is this is a very like it's definitely a more recent habit for sure but um and who's i mean even if you just go and you do a couple things or one thing it's more than nothing you know like you don't have to be like oh well this wasn't even a good workout I'm like well it was more than not working out mm-hmm. it's more than zero you know every every little bit counts and even just walking for 10, 10 minutes a day, I really, really challenge people to just try that. Like, just move your... And my back, I haven't had to see my chiropractor. Like, my back has not hurt at mm. all. Like, I used to have, like, terrible, like, like sciatica problems. Like, I just feel so much better. So, I don't know.
0: Good. I'm happy to hear That's,
1: all that. I, off, off on quite a tangent.
0: Eh, it's a podcast. <laughs> I think, I think um, they're allowed.
1: People know that we're just going to talk. You have a quite an update. You went you went on a a little excursion. You should talk about it. I haven't even really heard too much about it. So tell me. Hmm.
0: Tell me about it. Yeah, so I went to a Kathy Heller retreat. If you don't know who Kathy Heller is, she let's see, how to sum her up. She she had a traumatic childhood. <laughs> she ended up going to Jerusalem for two and a half years to study spirituality and religion and all this stuff. And she comes back to the United States. She ended up working for a little bit, like, for a realtor. And she made, like, really good money doing that. And then she started producing and writing songs. And her songs have been on, like, Grey's Anatomy and some kids shows and um, Pretty Little Liars and stuff like that. So she was able to make more money doing that. And then she started a podcast and she made a lot of money doing that. And so she's just like, no matter where I go, I'm just able to make money. And it's because of her mindset. It's because of her energy, right? Like, it's all it's all about your resonance, about how you relate to things, about how much joy you experience. And I've just been really drawn to her ever since I started my own personal development journey and especially ever since starting this podcast with Jess I really lean into Kathy Heller a lot for wisdom and for like nuggets of information to share with you guys and so I signed up for like an online course with her and it turned into um, me going to a retreat and it was a three-day retreat in Malibu and it was at a place called the Calamigos Ranch and it was just stunning like I can't even I cannot even explain to you how beautiful it was because my in-laws live like 45 minutes away from where this retreat was. So I was like, this is kismet. It's meant to be, I'm supposed to go to this. So I stayed with them and I just, um, I borrowed my my father in- law's mini Cooper, and, like he's got this like little orange mini Cooper, which is so funny because he's like a six foot three dude. But apparently, they're really comfortable for tall people. But it's like, Actually, how do you
1: fit? It's like
0: watching it's like watching lemmings coming out of a car, like when him and Adam get out of that thing because it's just like this tiny little car, and these two tall dudes just step out of it, but they're like, it's so comfortable. So it's I like had the this, guy
1: from the Incredibles. So I said, like, you know, like that big guy in the Incredibles has that tiny car. And you're like, it's you like, good? It's like
0: a clown car. So, like, they're like, yeah, you can borrow that. And I was like, okay, like, it's that's great. So I had this, like, little, like, zippy car. And I would drive down the coast. So Highway 1 runs up and down the coast of California. And that's how I got to Malibu every day is I drove down with the ocean on my right and these beautiful mountains on my left and cliffs. And, like, it was just gorgeous. And so that's how I would start my mornings on my drive. And then the ranch was like up in the hills, like way up in the hills, which I was not expecting. So I'm taking this little car through like these windy, crazy hills to get there. Um, And then, you know, you you get there and you don't really know what to expect. I was very nervous. I was very like, I don't say apprehensive. I just knew that I was going to be uncomfortable. Right. So like do it anyways, like I preach, like we preach. So I walk up to the path and like where she's hosting it. And it was this giant deck, but they built the deck around the trees. And so these big trees were coming through the deck. And then on these big, beautiful trees, they had these hanging lights and beautiful crystal chandeliers. And they had these white linen tables with these beautiful chairs and I mean it was just like gorgeous like the setting could not have been more therapeutic and then down from that they had this yard area that had a waterfall and that's where we did like a lot of our meditation and breath work and all of that stuff so just right off the bat stunning I was like if I don't get anything else out of this like this is a gorgeous location right I mean I got so much out of it I really when I went into it I did not have expectations not because I wasn't thinking it was going to be a great experience but more so because I didn't know what to expect and I was just like I'm just going to take things as they come as they present themselves like I have no idea what I'm going to walk away with in terms of knowledge I just hoped, hoped there is going to be some sort of shift but yeah right away I mean being in her presence was amazing. She's such an inspiring and delightful and joyful person to be around and to listen to, but there was 80 women there total and what I found, and this ties into the episode today, um it's kind of why Jess and I chose this episode because I was like, "Hey, I really want to talk about what it's like to be around people who inspire you, like who truly inspire you just by being them." And it was like I kept saying to like every girl I met, I'm like, there's no mean girls club here. Like, you could literally walk up to any woman, any single woman, anywhere, and just say, Hi, my name is Morgan. Who are you? And they'd be like, Oh my God, my name is so and so. And like, what do you do? And like, everybody is just so engaged with each other. And there was nothing that you could have said where somebody would be like, Oh, that's a dumb idea, you know, or anything. Like, there was no judgment. There was no. Any of that, it was like so refreshing to enter a space and just know that no matter what you said or what you presented or how you are, like it was fine. Like, come as you are, come with your ideas, come with your issues, come with whatever, and just be. And it was so amazing. I met a lot of really, really interesting women. Um, uh, a lot of them have podcasts, so we like kind of networked with that, but. Um, you know, I met realtors and doctors and there was a fellow nurse there and she's married to a firefighter too. And she's around my age. So we talked quite a bit and she wants to leave nursing. And she actually has a podcast called clocked out with one of her nurse friends. And like, they talk about how to deal with nursing. And I was just like, oh my God, like I have a podcast too. And we, you know, it's about leaving healthcare and like what it's like on the other side of it and how you don't have to stay in a job that you hate. And like, I don't know, it was just all the gamut of women was interesting, um, We did a lot of, like, breath work activities. We did meditation. We did journaling. Um, And it was just, like, I hate to say this, like, term, but it was, like, just such a safe space to do all of that in. And I had this realization that's, like, I know that I say all the time, like, I want to create this community with Jess of having a place for people to go where you can – say anything, be anything, come as you are and be accepted. And it's just like, and, and to and to say like, I've got this idea or I have this business or I want to I make $100,000 a month. And for somebody to not be like, that's the dumbest thing or how do you think that or who are you to do that? Like, and just to have people be like, yeah, of course, of course you could do that. Why couldn't you do that? Like, there's no reason you couldn't, you know? And it's just... I'm not saying these people are delusional by any means. It's just, it's like people that believe that everybody has potential and possibility ahead of them and is just in the flow of like accepting that, you know? And so like I had this realization when I was there, which I can talk more about this later in the episode, but it's just like, that's the kind of space that I want to create for people is where people can show up and not only feel supported, but then like find things out about themselves in the time that they're there where it's like, I never knew that about myself. I never, I just never knew that. Like I didn't know that was there or maybe that's my hangup. And like, I had a lot of self discovery when I was there, but yeah, I'll definitely like get into that with like my portion of the episode. Cause that's what inspired this episode. And we've talked about doing this before, but I was like, this is like the most opportune time. Cause I'm coming back from this trip. Just like, just with that sense of community and wholesomeness where I'm like that's what I want Jess and I to be able to create eventually to have retreats like that and just say like come one come all like we're gonna do this thing we're gonna have like awakenings we're gonna have experiences with people and have it be amazing so um but yeah that was my experience like there was like points of time where there was these beautiful yellow butterflies everywhere like so picture like you're under these green canopy trees and there's like chandeliers from these trees and these like long twinkly lights and there's yellow butterflies everywhere it was just like did I die like I'm very confused right now like am I dead (laughs) did I die is this heaven and then (laughs) and then like at one point Kathy was talking about her grandmother who had passed away and she was very very close with her grandmother and all of a sudden I've never seen a hummingbird in my entire life in person it's something I've always wanted I'm like I just want to see a hummingbird there I just never see them And all of a sudden, like across the entire stage, this little hummingbird just came and like hovered kind of over her and then like flew up into the trees. And I was like, that was, that was, you cannot tell me that like other side does not exist. Like that was so symbolic, such a sign. And it was, she, she even was like, Oh, hi grandma. Like it was just so beautiful. And I was like, first of all, That was crazy. But also I'm like, I finally saw a hummingbird, you know, it was just so cool. Oh my gosh. But yeah. And like the gourmet lunch, like she had this like spread of a a beautiful lunches and brunch and like just top tier. So I I tell people like everyone who I've talked to that like that's in the program that hasn't gone because I'm part of this like online program. And people in my cohort, not everybody went to this retreat. So I'm like, if you have the opportunity to go, like you have to. Like it's just if you can, do it. Um, so yeah.
1: The- I wait, I remember when because like you are in her like the abundance thing mm-hmm. with Kathy Heller. And I remember you had I had even listened to one of her podcasts where she talked about this retreat, and I was like, Oh, it sounds really cool. And you were like, Oh, it sounds I would love to go someday. Like, I just it's just like kind of like it's a little bit pricey but obviously it sounded mm-hmm. very worth it and whatever and then I remember getting a voice memo from you and you're like so I think that that's included and I'm going to Malibu and <laughs> all this stuff and I was like no way and I'm like that is so amazing well, Like she
0: and like this. the crazy thing too is and like this is truly I think where like manifestation comes to life in a way like I believe, mm-hmm. I believe in that. I believe that you can really, if anything you can hold in your head, you can hold in your hand and create in your head. You can create with your hands. Like, I just believe that you can create whatever reality you want. I, I firmly stand in that. And when Jess and I were first starting this podcast, I think we had only maybe done like one or two episodes, maybe, maybe not even yet. We might have just been mm. friends at that point. But there was a Kathy Heller retreat in Florida at this beautiful resort, Boca Raton. And I was like we should do this. And we are both like, Oh, we just cannot swing it financially. And I was just like, Oh, I just like really want to go to that. You know, like, but it was like the resort was like $1,500, you know, a night or something. It was like crazy for Jess and I to try to like swing that at the time. And I think the retreat yeah. itself was like $6,000. And I was like, you know, as much as I would love to do this, it's just not in the cards timing wise. And then like kismetly, like literally what, two months later, not even, it was like, here Mm -hmm. is this reason we're doing another retreat. We just did, you know, like she's like announcing it. She's like, it's in Malibu. And I'm like, "Ah, his parents live in Malibu, you know, like that's literally right around the corner from them and a beautiful drive. And I was like, and then, you know, Adam and looked at plane tickets and he had like a bunch of points. So we got like super cheap flight out there. And I was like, this is. This is why Boca Raton didn't work is because I was supposed to go to the one in Malibu, you know? And I believe mm-hmm. that because it was just like, whatever. But anyways, um, so I'll like dive into more of that later. I, I don't want to like eat up too much of the podcast talking about the retreat, but there's definitely like takeaways. No, I think it's so
1: relevant. Well, and they're like it's takeaways, so like very
0: personal takeaways. Like, I don't know how much of it I want to share in the raw form, but like there was things where I was just like, holy shit. Like I... <laughs> I, and i'll I haven't told you about some of this stuff either yet, because I just haven't had the chance mm-hmm. to like deep dive talk to you about anything. But it was just like some of those meditations and breath work, like the breath work, I was just like, I don't want to do this. I remember laying there, and I literally was thinking, I hate this. I hate this so much. I hate this because it's a really vulnerable exercise. And it's just like, you know, there's a spectrum of people. You know, there's people who are like me, who are kind of on one spectrum, who are like resisting it. You know, you could tell I'm just like uncomfortable with this. And then there's a spectrum of people who are just like all in, going to do the exercise, you know, deep breath work. And it was just like a little much for me at times. Kind of part of me was like, you know, you don't have to heal out loud all the time. Um, But, you know, like to each their own. I'm not judging anyone, but it just made me like, you know, kind of even more like is this right for me? But then all of a sudden I leaned into it and just like let myself do the breath work. And I was like, everybody here is doing the breath work. Just do the stupid breath work. Just like lean into it. Yeah. I, there was stuff that was like, I cry. I mean, I cried, I ended up crying and I was was like, Oh my God, like who am I right now? Like I don't cry in public. I try not to cry in public. It was just very uncomfortable for me, but it was just like, obviously that was something that had to be released. Right. Like it was, it was weird. It was crazy. Maybe I'll write a blog about it because there was a very, very, very clear message that came to me. It was like one sentence and I was just like, shit, like, and people say that happens. They say like, when you finally release some of that stuff, like physically it comes out because your body stores trauma and there's like multiple books about it. I think it'd be interesting for our book club eventually, but um, like your body stores energy, stores trauma in certain areas. Like, um they often say like in your hips you'll store emotional trauma because not only like um like cognitively do we like think or or like how do i want to explain it it's not only just energy that we store but it's like what we do physically when we're going through emotional trauma so like if you're going through something emotional you usually tense up and a lot of like a place that people tense up a lot is in their hips and so it's like a lot of tension gets stored in your hips. So when you are finally releasing that energy, it's like a whoosh of just release, and it's crazy. They often say when you release tension in your hips, a lot of people, especially women, will start to cry, and they will be like, "I don't know why I'm crying right now." It's like because you have like emotional trauma locked in. Like, <laughs> my hips feel really
1: tight. I guess that makes. Sense. No, I'm but just it's kidding, so, kind of.
0: But it's like. I mean, there's science behind this. How do you, how do you release it? Um, th- you know, there's a lot of people do breath work. A lot of people do like certain yoga poses that can, you know, loosen up your hips. I think there's, um, I'm sure they talk about it in some of these books. I haven't deep dived into it uh, or deep dove, deep dove. I don't know. Anyways, I haven't read a whole lot about it. I just know that it exists. And I've read like some like articles on a whim about it. But to have experienced that like release of emotion where I was just like, wow, wow, that was deep. And I just like, really, it actually like really geared me up for the rest of the weekend to do everything more openly. And so, yeah, that's definitely something I can talk about maybe on a different day is just like the breath work and the, and what we did and the meditation and all of that. But like, it was a wild ride. I'll say that. Um, (laughs) uh, but yeah, like, I love it. It's all energy. You know, we're all just energy. That's all we are. And Western society is really the only society or like Western culture, Western influence culture, like Anglo-Saxon culture really is like the only um, subset that does not talk about energy work when they talk about healing, you know, like traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, you know, all of those cultures and all of those practices talk about energy because we are energy and you have stuff that gets stored, stuff that gets misplaced. Um, You know, you like think about even like certain cancers for people. And it's like, like there was this documentary I watched and this guy had throat cancer that he developed throat cancer. And it was as his wife was going, like reliving the trauma of her um, childhood, which was incredibly traumatic for her. And she was going to therapy and it was against the, basically she was sexually assaulted by the school counselor. At her catholic school it's oh. called the keepers if you ever want to watch a really heady documentary watch the keepers on netflix i've watched it like three times i find it absolutely fascinating i started watching it because it's like a true crime and then it morphed into something where i was just like holy crap that's heavy but anyways she had a very heavy sexual trauma and so she actually eventually stands up to the people who inflicted that harm on her and the Catholic as a
1: kid or like way later as an
0: adult so she's married with this guy and she's starting to stand up and say like this is my truth this is what happened to me and everything that she says lines up like everything like historically if you compare it to like what happened at the school what happened in the seasons like everything's lining up right so it's like it it, there's really not a whole lot of reason to doubt this woman and um the Catholic Church has a lot of resources, a lot of money, and so they were trying to silence them, and the husband didn't feel like he could speak about it, because what did he have to offer? And it was her against the church, essentially, and he kept having to stifle his voice, and he got throat cancer. And she's like, I firmly believe he got throat cancer because he was stifling his voice. And it's just That's like... Insane. It's just... I believe it. Oh, I do too. Like, I think we hold resentment in our body, we hold tension, we hold all this stuff and um yeah, it can create disease. So that was a, that's a whole other rant, my god, but anyways, I know earlier I mentioned, I was like, well, that's a good segue and then I kind of like bippity bopty booped into like a whole other thing, but <laughs> but um to kind of like steer away for a second because I will get back into it, but um steer away, we're doing we did a poll on Instagram on if people would be interested in a book club. So we have our Patreon We have our Patreon Zooms. It's $5 a month to join the Patreon. Those are like workshops slash Q&A sessions slash whatever we make them every month. We're kind of still leaning into that and figuring it out. But then we also, in addition to the Patreon, for free to anybody we want to offer the book club. So we had enough interest on Instagram where it sounds like people would actually show up to those Zooms. And we just want to do it like once a month. We're not going to go crazy and do it weekly, like every Tuesday night or anything. So we're going to post the book club deets on our Instagram and on our website. Um, Jess, do you want to talk about like the first book and like kind of how we thought we'd structure it? Yeah.
1: yeah. So the first book that we have chosen, I talked a little bit about, we talked about it two episodes back and then I posted some stuff on the stories um, in the meantime, but it is called 29 Gifts, How a Month of Giving Can Change Your Life. And it's by a woman by the name of Cami Walker. Um, I know we've talked about this already a little bit, but um, she had – or has multiple sclerosis – MS. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have heard of MS. Sclerosis. Um, it's a hard word to say. Sclerosis. sclerosis. I, I've never not been able to say that till now, so <laughs> that's okay. cool. Um, and anyway, so – and I, I haven't fully read it, so I'm not going to be able to fully sum it up yet, but she basically – began giving once a day and it, and it improved her health physically and mentally, of course. Um, and that of course is not giving the book justice, but that is the, that is the book that we have chosen. And um, essentially the timeline that we came up with is to start reading now. <laughs> um, we might put out like a suggested reading schedule, but we um, you know people are busy and everyone's different. We are going to do a Zoom on August 31st, which is a Wednesday at 7 p.m. We're trying to pretty much from now till through the end of the year, we're sticking with Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for both Patreon and the book club stuff. So we kind of figured that would give people some time to at least get the book, start it, at least get familiar with it before that zoom and then especially with um the subject of the book the 29 days of of giving gifts um we wanted to kind of start that challenge on September 1st so um you know obviously I, I don't think anyone's gonna have the book read by the time that we zoom on the 31st but at least have it be acclimated with it um, so that we can kind of talk about it and prime us for a really cool challenge starting September first of giving every day. Um so do you have something to add?
0: I was just gonna say, um, you know, get the book if you're gonna if you wanna come to the book club. You don't have to even have any of it read. We're I think the first one we're just going to like kind of chat, talk about how we think we're going to format the book club, talk about the book and what the message is. And then we're going to dive into the 29 day gift giving challenge that she talks about in the book. But then simultaneously the plan is to kind of be like reading the book as you're going through Mm -hmm. the challenge. If you want, you can have the whole book read whenever you want, but then our next book club meeting um, we'll deep dive into what your takeaways were from doing the challenge from doing the gift giving challenge Mm -hmm. and um we have like a journal like a rough draft journal on our um link tree that i made so that you can journal every day which we can talk about all this on the book club i won't bore you guys with it here but um so if you want to do the book club get 29 days of giving and then we'll start on august 31st so that on september 1st you can start the challenge and then we'll meet again at the end of september right
1: i think uh, ta- uh october 5th october which 5th. is like there's the next yeah. So then
0: we'll meet on october 5th to talk about how the book maybe changed your perspective and how doing the gift giving challenge changed your perspective so that's our first yes. d- dive into attempting this we we're I don't know. We've never done a book club before. I've never even been yeah. in a book club. It's, it's a pilot. It's, a, it's pilot. a pilot. Yeah. It's a beta. So we're gonna try that. It's a
1: beta. So yeah. Yeah. And we'll we're gonna upload a calendar. Um, should be by the time you guys hear this, of the Zooms, um, projected Zooms for the book club and the Patreon through the end of the year so people can plan accordingly and we can have as many people um present. So you guys can put that in your personal calendars and prepare. But um, it's pretty much all, all of them are on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Um, and we also welcome feedback on the timing of that. If that is like not a time that works for you ever or if there's another day of the week, we can adjust in the new year. Um, but we are that seems to have been working well. I think mm-hmm. the Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Yeah. And hopefully, um, if you're wanting to attend, you can plan accordingly with, with knowing ahead of time. So we will have that up on our site, and probably maybe linked in the link tree as well as the Amazon or whatever for the link for the book. Mm-hmm.
0: And then our just a friendly reminder for the Patreon members, um, and you still have time to join. Like you could join at any time, but for the Patreon members, we're doing our um, monthly Zoom this week august 17th which is a wednesday at 7 p.m and the topic is going to be kind of surrounding fear and well it's because it's what holds everybody back right is fear and like the fear of the unknown uncertainty money all of that stuff Um, it's going to be fear but we're maybe going to open the format up at the end to do like a Q and a, or if somebody wants to jump in the hot seat for coaching or for like a clarity call style, whatever, um, you know, it's not going to be, you know, 20 minutes, but it's like five minutes of working with one person and you can see how maybe we can help shift your perspective on something or answer a question or, you Mm -hmm. know, I don't know. We're just playing this all by ear
1: yeah we've we've done this with a few people though and I do it often with the maker mentorship folks and it really can be extremely profound and helpful and I think it will be a really great topic and kind of a workshop to work with people um in a really wholesome environment so I'm really excited yeah
0: the last one we did um was about money and we had like a workbook and stuff and I think that was really helpful at least I heard from like one person that that they thought it was helpful but um and you know we've done the other zoom do- two before with the vision board zoom and that was I think that has been my favorite so far is the very first one we did um but yeah like people find them helpful so it's five dollars a month to join our patreon and it also helps support Jess and I to continue to do this because we put a lot of time and energy and effort And we love doing it. I'm not saying that we don't, but we certainly put a lot of ourselves every week into making sure that we can offer what we offer, Um, you know, good, bad or indifferent, however you take it. But, um, you know, we we are doing the best we can and it is really helpful to have the extra support in the Patreon. Um, And if if you feel like you're getting something out of our podcasts, um, if you've had any sort of you know altered perspective or if you've shared it with somebody or you know whatever like the patreon is the best most lovely way to support us in in us continuing this otherwise a free way to support us is to write reviews on the platform that you listen um, and share it with a friend like that is very much appreciated too because it helps us get in front of new people that otherwise wouldn't wouldn't see us or hear about us so
1: yeah, and we're—I think, um, especially for those that join the page or have attended the zooms, like you said, um, reviews—not only for the podcast, but for those, I think, going to put something on the Patreon for like a testimonial or something. Maybe I don't know. We're trying to figure that out because I know um, that that helps. Because sometimes we're like, is this helping people? And then people say it does, but it, sometimes it's nice to actually have a a written. Um, like testimonial for those extra things that we're doing. Cause we have a lot of other ideas, lots of things that we want to do again. um, I say this all the time. Time is money. Obviously we love offering as much value as possible to you guys, but um, it definitely has to be a balance, especially with all the other things we have going on. So we appreciate everyone that has supported us and is continuing to support us and are super excited for the next few months of things we have planned. So
0: yeah. Yeah, we like I. I hope you guys know that we do sincerely appreciate you, even tuning in and listening. It it always, yeah. Um.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Floors us. I don't know. Like I always look at the people, like the numbers or whatever. Like right after we post an episode, I'm like, oh my god.
1: Yeah. Nine people already listened. Like
0: Like, I think it's just really you know.
1: (laughs) Before yeah, I'm like oh go besties. (laughs) Thank you. It's so nice. Yeah. so, So sweet.
0: So that's like all the housekeeping updates, whatever. So. I'm going to jump into the topic. Are we good with that? Yeah. Any other housekeeping? No? Yes,
1: ma'am. Okay. No, I think we hit it all.
0: Um. So as I already talked about, one of the, the biggest takeaways for me from the Kathy Heller retreat was the sense of community that naturally occurred. The energy of a space filled with people that just get it is something I've never experienced before. Like, it was just crazy amazing. And there was no one there to judge or ridicule or compete or compare. It was just a space full of women who were there on their own journeys and then simultaneously cheering other women on in the process, right? Like it was It was just so amazing. So the thing that I've talked about extensively is that is something I want to replicate with our community of people, right? Because like every community has like a different – kind of like, I don't want to say following, but like, you know, there's a different person for everybody. And for some people, it's Kathy Heller. For some people, it's Tony Robbins. And I'm not comparing us to them or on that caliber, but you know, Chess's <laughs> cat's tail is just like all up I'm in so the camera. Sorry. that's okay. <laughs>
1: Are you comfortable now, pal? Oh my okay.
0: God. He's so funny. Um, but you know, like we're hoping with the community that we have to be able to create some sort of Eventual retreat, you know, like it's probably not going to be like Kathy Heller level yet, but we eventually want to like do some sort of retreat where people can have that experience. And now that I've had that experience with Kathy Heller and those women, I'm just like, I know that Jess and I can do that. And I know that the community of people that we have right now is probably craving something like that. Because the thing is, is if you listen to this podcast, you're already different. You have already woken up how most of us are just like going through the motions of life on a, on autopilot, right? Like you look at your colleagues or your coworkers or your spouse or your aunt or somebody, and you're just like, you're really just living on autopilot. Like you don't see it. You don't see the potential. You don't see, which is fine. You're not there yet. And I'll meet you with where you're at. But the fact is, if you're listening to this podcast, you are already light years ahead of the average person, right? Like you are already more evolved. And I'm not saying more evolved in a demeaning way. I mean, you're just probably more evolved emotionally, spiritually, mentally. You have this intuition, this knowing that there's more out there, right? Like you are in some stage of your life where you're like, this is great and I'm grateful for this, but I know my potential is there and I can feel it and I'm not living up to it or I I just have this block or what is it that I'm missing? Because that's how I started with this whole journey is I started listening to podcasts cuz I'm like there's something I'm missing. Like I know like I have this innate potential, but I don't know how to unlock it. So like the fact that you're even listening to this podcast tells me that's where you're at too. And so I know with the community of people that we have, we could create something just as impactful as what I experienced with Kathy Heller eventually. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And and Jess and I have like tossed around some ideas of like, what if we did this or where if we go here? Like, where do you think people would want to be? And you know, how much space could we open it up for? It would be like 10 people. Would it be 15? Would it be unlimited? Like whatever we do, it's going to be really well planned and as luxe as we can make it while still making it attainable for people. So that's my two cents on like what we're trying to plan for the new year Is something where we can create that kind of a space. Back to the topic of today, because you're listening to this podcast, because you're probably evolved in some sense that maybe people around you aren't, sometimes that gets really hard because you're constantly looking for your people and you're like, who gets this? Like, nobody around me gets this. And sometimes, like, I know for me, sometimes I say things to people and they look at me like I have like 16 heads and I'm like, no, but don't you get it? Like, don't don't you understand? Like, we have this infinite potential. We're not living up to it. And people just be like, well, I'm OK being a, you know, delivery driver. or You know, that's your calling. That's great. But most people, like, it's they're not doing something that actually lights them up. And I knew I was going to go on a soapbox about this. I knew it. But, like, just bear with me. It's <laughs> like after going to this retreat, I just realized, too, I was like, you know, I have realized that part of the reason that i am here on this planet is to inspire other people to step into their potential. Like i firmly after being at this retreat believe that one of my missions in life is like not only to lead by example but to share my energy with people and just be like there is no good reason why you can't do the things you want to do and like i see you in such a pure wholesome way and i just want everyone to see themselves in that way. Oh my gosh, it's it's so i said this on the st- my stories the other day but i'm like it's so heartbreaking to have people be like, I really want to do this thing. And then to associate, but I could never with it. It's like, oh my God, yes, you could. Like, who are you not to do that thing? Like, obviously that thing is what you're being called to do, which means that's what you should be doing. And so often we are so conditioned to just like go back, to a default setting of autopilot and live in the space where we are comfortable, but where there's no growth. And we are so, I think that's like truly the root of so many people's unhappiness is that they know there's more and they're too afraid to step into it. And so it creates this friction on a spiritual, mental, emotional level. And it's a constant friction, right? Like they're constantly working against themselves. And like what I'm here to tell you guys is like, it doesn't have to be that hard. Like, it doesn't have to be that hard. And so one of the things is finding people that also believe in that, that also are here to say, you can do all of the things that you want to do. Like, truly, the only thing standing in the way is you. Mm -hmm. And I believe that when you surround yourself with people who are on that same page, who can look at you and say, it's not stupid to think that you could make $100,000 a month. That's not dumb. There are millions of people out there who make $100,000 a month. Why couldn't you? Like, truly, there is no difference between those people and you other than they made a decision and they just jumped into something and they made it work, right? Like, so anything that feels lofty, just know that it's not because somebody out there is doing that thing. and the power of having people to back you up when you have those inclinations and when you have those dreams and desires and you embody that vision for your life, it makes a world of difference. Like I said, most people are on autopilot, right? Something I started doing like just recently, I just started asking people, if you could do anything, what would you do? Like, what do you really want to do in your life? And I asked this server, I was in Ventura one one day and it was beautiful like Ventura is beautiful it's like a place I would love to live but there's like these you know rocky cliffs and they overlook the ocean and the downtown is just full of amazing food like all these different restaurants and so I stopped at this restaurant and I'm enjoying myself people watching having like a glass of sparkling wine like some sort of rosé and I'm just enjoying these luxe little appetizers and the server was just so cute and kind and I was like So, what do you like really want to do someday? And he was like, Well, I know, I like, I know this is going to sound silly, but like, I, I, what I really want to do is I want to be a videographer, but I want to film ocean life. And he was like so coy when he said it. And he said it with like apprehension. And he started it off with, I know this is going to sound silly. He literally said, I know this is going to sound silly. And when I heard that, I was like, why is that silly? Oh my god, why is that silly? I said you were the most interesting person I've met today. Like, please tell me more about how you want to do that. Where are you like? We had a whole conversation about how he discovered that he wanted to do that and what inspired him and like what shows he watched that like, led him to this this dream of being a videographer for Ocean Life. And I look back at that and it's like, so, how many people do you know where it's like, I know this is gonna sound silly. It's like, why do people preface? their dreams with belittling them. It's because at some point when he said that or when he says that now, there's a piece of him that does not believe it's possible for him. That's why he says that because he doesn't want, he's fearing the criticism of other people. So he's taking the burden on by saying it himself first. I know this is going to sound silly. And you know where that comes from is because somebody else in his life, at some point when he said that, said, well, how are you going to make that work? Or is that really a real dream? Or is that a possibility? Or even with something else in his life, belittled what he told them. So now when he says what is like innately his truth, what he wants to do with his life, he prefaces it with, I know this is going to sound silly. And he is not an anomaly. He's not an anomaly. Because I asked another server, what do you want to do? And he's like, I know this is going to sound silly, but I really want to open my own bakery. I'm like why is that silly like why are we diminishing ourselves and I'm sorry if I'm like yelling in the mic I don't mean to but we are so conditioned to believe that our dreams are so lofty or unattainable and that comes from people around us in society conditioning us to believe that which is why it's so important and it's vital that you find people in your life that say yes like you can do that I can see you doing that you'd be so good at it that's amazing I knew I was gonna get on the soapbox because like it truly it lights me up in the way that i want people to do what lights them up you know what I mean like that's where I get this excitement from because it's like I want people to see themselves how I see them which is full of infinite potential and whatever you want to do is possible and that's why it's important to find people that stand behind you and say a hundred percent yeah like let's figure out how you're gonna do this can you imagine like let's just Let's just take like J.K. Rowling, for example, or Rowling. I don't know how to say her name. The woman that wrote Harry Potter. Like, let's just take her as an example. I'm pretty sure she was at a bar and scribbled the concept on a bar napkin and took it home and wrote the book. Can you imagine if she would have taken that bar napkin and thrown it in the trash on her way out and said, who the hell is going to want to read about a kid wizard? This is so stupid. This is so silly. I should have never. How many millions of people would she have robbed that magical world, that joy? Like, think of all the books and all the movies and all the kids that dress up as Harry Potter for Halloween and all of the kids that were, like, you know, in a destructive household or, like, a dysfunctional household who were reading Harry Potter and that was their fantasy world that they escaped to. You know, like, I just think of all that. And it's like she had an idea and she did not say, this is so stupid, I'm not going to do it. She was like, I have this idea and I'm going to do it. But she could have just as easily in one decision thrown the napkin away went home and kept on with her life which i'm fairly certain she was a poor single uh mom who was having a hard time yeah. making ends meet
1: she was she had a lot of mental health issues she i think she had an abusive relationship actually don't quote me on that but there was just a lot like basically every single thing that would stop somebody and she yeah kept going and she did
0: it anyways tenacity like, yep yeah and it's like can you imagine if she would have had that idea and just not pursued it? And like, that's why it's important that we encourage each other to do the things that light us up. Because how many bar napkins have been thrown away with genius ideas on them?
1: Oh, my gosh. It's it's like nauseating to think about. And, and I think everybody in their life has someone who and just a quick thing to add, I guess. But I mean, we we have I mean, I have people in my life that are very pragmatic. My dad is one of them. Very pragmatic, very realistic. He's never like purposefully shit on my dreams, but he's always going to have those. Like there's like there's some I don't even told him about my new business ideas Mm -hmm. because I know he's going to ask a million questions. And a lot of those I just don't really have the answer to yet. And a little bit is me because I'm like, well, he's I don't want him to inadvertently talk me out of it because I do value his opinion. He is a businessman and he's always been someone that I look up to. And it's not something he'd ever do on purpose. I mean, I've never gone to him with something where he's like, no, that's stupid. But he's very realistic, very financially, you know, pragmatic. And and I think people have a lot of like people have people like that in their lives. And but it can, you know.
0: Yeah. Most of the time. It can still affect it. Here's a story. I'm going to tell. And this like perfectly ties into what you just said. And I I didn't ask for permission to share this but I won't give it so much detail where it's like obvious, but I'm, I'm sure at some point she's going to listen to this episode. But I had a clarity call with somebody and she told me all of the things that she wanted out of her perfect life. Right. Like it was like she wanted to homeschool her kids. She wanted to live in this certain place of the United States that was like where her family grew up and she could just like really overlook the mountains in this beautiful area of the United States. And she had this very unique experience of a job that she was currently in. And her husband was just laid off from also a unique experience of like he was really good at construction and that's what he was doing whatever so like throughout this clarity call it was like we put all these pieces together and came up with this like what I consider to be a brilliant like absolutely brilliant business idea that would have allowed her to encompass everything she wanted out of life like she could have literally worked from home. She could have homeschooled her kids. She could have, you know, incorporated her husband in the business because he had the skill set. She had a very unique expertise in one area. And it was like she could have done that and used her expertise to build her customer base and market and all that stuff. And so by the end of this call, she was so lit up. She was like, This, I'm feeling like so good. This is amazing, right? Like I'm so excited to talk to my husband about this. So, you know, a couple of weeks goes by. I do these clarity calls for free. So I don't, I try not to like step on people's toes or be too invasive, but I just followed up with her. And I was like, Hey, like where, like, where did you take that? How did it go? And she's like, well, I, I told my husband and he didn't see how it would work. And it was like, someone took this pointy pin of self-projection and like popped her balloon And granted, she said, I'm not going to let that stop me. And I'm, you know, I'm going to keep trying, you know, or pursue it anyways, which I haven't followed up with her since then. And I hope she, I'm hoping if you are listening that you are pursuing that or thinking about how you can do that, because it was just like, it took one person to light her up about it. And it took one person to say, nah, how is that going to work? Right. And I'm over here thinking like, how could it not work? Like, I'm thinking of like all these reasons and all of these ways that like she could sell what we were talking about and like go to these places and these expos and all this stuff. And I'm like, how could it not work? Like it's, it's like set up for success, right? Like I just was like, I don't even understand. And it's so common. The reason I tell that story is because it's so common. We get an idea. We get really excited about it. We get lit up. We're like, yes, I'm going to have this jewelry business, or I'm going to have this coffee business, or I'm going to have whatever, right? I'm going to do this thing that I've always wanted to do, and I'm going to make some money while I do it, and it's going to be amazing. And you tell one other person, and that person says something along the lines of, How do you think that's going to work? Or don't you think insert some variation of their own projected self doubt into the blank, right? Mm -hmm. And then you know what we do? We say, Oh my God, you're right. That was such, that was so stupid. Like, how, I don't even know why I thought that. And like, I think of Steve Harvey when I tell that story too, because he went to his boss to quit his job because he was going to be a comedian. He at the time had no gigs booked. He was, I think on stage like one time, but he knew innately, like he knew after being on stage one time that that was what was meant for him. So he goes to work and he goes to quit his job and he walks up to his boss and he says, Hey, I, I'm quitting. Like I'm going to, I am a comedian. I'm going to do this. And the boss says, You are the least funny person I've ever met. Like, how do you think you're going to do that? So Steve walks back to his desk and says, yeah, you're right. Like, that was so stupid. And his friend comes up to him. He's like, I thought you were going to quit. he's like, well, I was. But then I talked to the boss. And the boss said, I'm the least funny person I ever ever met. So yeah, I guess I'm going to stay here. And the guy looks at him. He's like, you're literally going to let one person change the trajectory of your life? You're going to let one person take your dream away just like that? Really, man? And it's like we are all so vulnerable to that. We've all been at some point in our life, said something and had somebody shit on the idea. Right. Like we all have done that. And Mm -hmm. Jensen Cheryl has this quote in her book and she says, the people that you surround yourself with are excellent mirrors for who you are and how much or how little you love yourself. How much do you believe in yourself? You know, like how much do you believe in yourself? Because that's going to dictate how easily swayed you are if one person doesn't think it's a good idea. Who cares if that person doesn't think it's a good idea? Who are they? I always say like, would you swap lives with that person? Do you want their life? Do you want what they're doing? Probably not. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to, like when I was a nurse, any idea I had, if someone like shit on it, it's like, I wouldn't swap lives with you. You know, like you don't have anything that I want. And so I don't
1: want your opinion.
0: Yeah, so like <laughs> your opinion doesn't matter. So I came up with this analogy this morning. I woke up at like an ungodly hour and I could not fall back asleep. So I started I was going to
1: ask you about that. I was going I was like, "Jesus I, Christ, I it is a yeah. Saturday, ma'am. Yeah. This I is a know. Wendy's." Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so do you remember that game lava when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. Did you ever play lava? So oh, basically, all like, the time, you, you pretend the floor is lava, right? And so or certain like colored tiles are lava. So like maybe you have like a checkered floor and all the blue tiles are lava. So you can only step on the white ones. And so you'd be like going through the kitchen, only stepping on all the white tiles, because if you touch the blue, they're lava and that, you know, you lose then, right? So I want to take that concept and I want you to, OK, picture a circle on the ground and you're standing in the middle of it there are circles that are bigger than the circle you're standing in. And there are circles smaller than the ones that you're standing in. So you look around you and there are people that are standing in the circles that are behind you or like, you know, innermost. And there are people who are circles ahead of you, you know, so there's like varying degrees of these circles. And, The rings represent your comfort zones. So what happens is we get this like idea, right? And we get all lit up and brave and ready and excited. And we're going to step from our ring, our comfort zone, to the next ring, to the next comfort zone, right? Like we're going to take ourselves out of our comfort zone and try something new. And just about like right when you're about to step over the line, somebody in your ring or the ring smaller than you screams, oh my God, lava, And just like that, you jump two feet back into the security of your ring because there's lava in the next one, right? And lava being somebody else's made-up perception that there's too much danger or risk in the next ring, in the next comfort zone, right? Like there's too much risk there. But it's just like the game. It's all made up. It's all made up. It's all from the perception of the person who screamed lava. You know, when I was a kid, it'd be like, Every third sidewalk slab uh, is lava and you have to jump over that. You know, like the rule could be different for somebody else, but whoever says it makes the rule. And it's like, it's all made up. Does that make sense? Like, I hope that analogy makes sense. It's like, there are all these degrees of people who live in different comfort zones and inevitably there are going to be people who scream lava at you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There just, There is. But there's also going to be people who are where you want to be, steps ahead of you, rings ahead of you, who are in a different level of comfort, different level of accepting risk and failure and all of that, who are going to say, it's fine over here. Like, come on over. There isn't lava over here. You know, like, (sighs) it's all made up. And what happens is other people, even as well-intentioned as they are, like Jess's dad, you know, obviously he's pragmatic, but like, that comes from somewhere, right? So people have a tendency, even mm-hmm. if it's from a what they perceive as a loving place, they burp their own insecurities into our face when we tell them our dreams. Mm-hmm. They really do. Like, remember that. Anytime someone says, yeah, but, just remember that's their own insecurities, their own self-doubt that they're projecting onto you, and it has actually absolutely nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. Because it's their perception of lava. It's their perception of comfort. It's their perception of risk versus benefit. And that's different for everybody because everybody's lens of life is different. So why are you going to listen to other people? When people believe that they can't do something and they feel insecure about it, they won't think that you can do it either. That's where that comes from. And the people you surround yourself with have so much influence over us. It's part of our DNA, right? Like let's go back like we're Neanderthals at some point. Being accepted by a group of people means survival. Because if you do something in the group that they don't agree with, they don't like, that something egregious, you know, you risk being ostracized or completely kicked out of the tribe, which makes you vulnerable to predators, the elements, etc. So we have an innate desire to be part of a cohort because that makes us safe, right? Like if we are part of a group of people, even if that group of people is maybe not who we align with, at least we're part of something and there's some sort of safety there. But what I want to offer is this. What if leaving one tribe means that you're actually accepted into a different one that completely aligns with who you are? And I will tell a really quick story my mother-in-law is part of this singing group, and she's been part of it for like five years or something. And there were some changes that were made that she didn't really agree with, and she's kind of always hemmed and hawed if this was the right group for her, right? And she finally made the decision to leave the group. And in the process of leaving this singing group, she went to a different singing group and is going to join this one. And she's like, I'm discovering that this group is so much more aligned with how I envisioned everything to run. And it's like, yeah. So you kept yourself in this other group for five years because it was comfortable and you knew everybody. Meanwhile, there's this group literally on the other side of town who was way more aligned with how you wanted to be and sing and operate. Right. And so, you know, there was like a, we were talking about it when I was in California and it's like the people that you surround yourself with matters. And it's more of the energy of the people you surround yourself with is it supportive is it inclusive is it inspiring it, or is it mundane is it full of uninspired people is it full of people who are have the victim mentality who think everything happens to them and not for them is it a group of uninspired people like uh, who is your group do they drain you or do they charge you and i'm not saying like go ahead and ghost everybody in your life that's not realistic and it's not necessary but what i am saying is to find a group of people who can lift you up Find mentors, find friends, find colleagues who are operating at the level that you aspire to be. Not even the level that you are, the level that you aspire to be. Because like we said earlier, they say you are the sum of the five people that you hang around with most. So what does it say? Like, what is that reflecting to you? So if you change your immediate circle of people that are inspired, that want more, that see more, that get the potential automatically that puts you in a different tier of energy. So love people for where they're at, have compassion, but don't let other people in your life dictate what you think is possible for you unless they're cheering you on. In that case, embrace it. Those are your people. But the coworkers, the friends, the spouses, the aunts, the uncles, the parents who plant seeds of doubt or insecurity... Simply love them for where they are, but you don't have to fertilize the seeds they're trying to plant, right? Like you have the ultimate decision on what you decide is appropriate for you to fertilize and to water and to nourish. And instead, I challenge you, love them for where they're at and then be an example of what is possible. Be their light. Plant seeds of possibility and potential for them because that's what they need. And then simultaneously find a mentor or a group of people and lean into where you get inspiration from. Find somebody that you look up to, right? And then when you are butting up against something where you're like, I'm not really sure what the next step is or how to take this, or you know, I have this fear about something, ask, if I were so-and-so, what would I do? You know, Sometimes I'm like, if I were Jen Sincero in this moment, what would I do? I'd probably just do the damn thing, right? Like, If I were me in this moment living in insecurity, I might not do that. But if I'm her, I'm probably going to take the leap. And then I just operate from that place. So circling back really quick to the activities when I went to Kathy Heller Retreat. Um, So one of the first things that we did is we did a meditation practice. And we, in that process, like journaled afterwards of, of what you want to do. Like, what do you feel your purpose is in this life? What do you think you're here for? Right? Like, what do you think? And my answer, like in this visualization that I was doing was I see myself helping others live authentically and doing so by leading by example. That's what I said. You know, some people were very, very specific. Like I see leading women's empowerment retreats in, you know, uh, San Diego, three times a year. I mean, some people were incredibly specific. Mine was pretty like generically broad, but that was purposeful. So fast forward like a couple, you know, maybe an hour later, I'm standing in line for lunch and I turn around and I start talking to this girl. Um, And she's like, I, I thought it was really interesting because she's, we were talking about our our businesses and she said, oh, it's really interesting that you didn't talk about your candle business or animal rescue when you talked about what you thought your purpose in life was. And I was like, yeah, but I have an explanation for it. It's because I am living authentically in my truth by having this business. But what I've discovered is I want to lead the way to have others see the potential in themselves by leading by example. So I left in a healthcare career, I jumped into a business with my full heart, and in doing that, like I want to inspire others to do that. So Yes, part of my purpose in life is to raise money for animal rescue and, and raise awareness. And whether it's through candles or coffee or whatever, you know, like, I don't know. It doesn't always have to be through physical means, right? Like, I can, I can save animals and raise money in 900 different ways. That is part of why I'm here. But the bigger purpose is leading by example so that other people feel empowered to do that. And a couple days later, we were doing a different exercise. And this one was more, we did a different meditation. We did a different journaling prompt. And instead of like basically looking inwardly for what we thought our purpose was, it was more of asking maybe like source energy, universe, God, whatever you want to call it, um, if you're spiritual, what would you have me do? Like, what, what do you think my purpose is from a universal you know, aspect. Maybe I'm not looking inwardly. I'm looking outwardly in a way. And, you know, you do get quiet in these meditations and you just listen. You just try to hear what you hear. And all I got, my purpose, share your energy. That's it. It was so simple. It's so simple. And it's what I, my point in telling this is like, it's, so easy when you figure out it's not hard. Like life can be so easy when you figure out it's not hard when you get out of your own way. And that is what I'm genuinely leaning into now. You know, if I can be the person where other people say, if she can do it, so can I, or because of you, I was brave. That is everything to me at this point in my life. Yes, raising money for animal rescue is incredibly important. Yes, my business is important to sustain my life, to pay my bills, to make sure, you know, to keep spreading awareness. That is incredibly important to me. But it is the cream of the coffee. It is the cherry on top of the ice cream. The substance behind it is showing other people this is what can happen when you step into your potential, when you let go of all that crap that you carry around and when you are just existing as you are and you don't have to be anything more than what you are to step into that. Because of you, I was brave. That's what I want to inspire other people to do. So my invitation is this. If that resonates with you in some capacity, just come to some of our Zooms. If you are hesitant about joining a Patreon, I'm not doing this to push Patreon. That's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because if you come to a Zoom, I think you're going to figure out or find that there are people out there who are operating at a level higher than the average person. That's what I want for you. The $5 a month, you know, at the end of the day, yes, it's important, but it's not. Like, I want people to realize there is a tribe of people out there. There's a group of people out there for them. And all you have to do is show up as you are, where you're at, with whatever issues or joy or whatever you bring to the table. You don't have to do or be anything. You just show up. And, you know, what I would say is if you don't want to join the Patreon, come to the book club. If you are a woodworker, sign up for Jess's Maker Mentorship. Like, truly, truly find the person or the people that can tell you, that will tell you this is possible for you because you need that. We all need to hear it. We all have to hear it. And if you're on a different path or looking for one-on-one coaching, you know, I'm opening books in October. Get on the list. If I'm not your jam, find someone who is. Like, I don't have to. I'm not for everybody. Jess isn't for everybody. Kathy Heller isn't for everybody. Tony Robbins isn't for everybody. You know, no, not every person is for everybody. Find somebody that inspires you, that's operating at a level that you aspire to be operating at, and get mentorship. Find a coach. Like, I truly mean it. Like, I have a coach. I just started working with him, what, a month and a half ago, two months? He's already helped me tremendously. And I know that in one year from now, I'm going to be light years ahead of where I would have been otherwise if I didn't hire him as a mentor. And what I want to point out, I'm actually surprised that more people don't do coaching because when we want to excel at anything, at sports, when we want to you know, lose weight or build muscle, we hire a personal trainer. When we are trying to advance our career, we go to school to learn from professors who have done what we want to do. We hire someone to help us, right? Like it's so normalized in so many aspects of our life to hire somebody who's an expert. So I am on a mission to normalize that as a means to better yourself, to elevate yourself to version 2.0 that you want to be, that you know that you can be. When I rode horses, I hired an expert. Like I would have never gone into a competition without months and months and months, if not years of training with professionals because they were looking at me from a different angle, from a different perspective. They could see my weaknesses, they could see my strengths and they could give me feedback. I would have never been able to do that on top of the horse because my perspective was different. I don't have the same perspective as they do. I don't have the same level of expertise. I don't have the same knowledge. So of course I hired a trainer. And that was status quo. Like everybody had a trainer. Nobody was going at it alone. So guidance is necessary. Find your people. Surround yourself with those people. Find a mentor. You know, and Jess, you can talk about how how powerful it is to be on the other side of mentorship and to coach people and to say, "Holy crap, I see something you don't. I see the transformation." Like you have a lot to add about that.
1: I mean, it's been incredible. Like truly an experience. I I mean more than I ever thought it would be. Um, especially working with people for more than just the four weeks. The people that have extended, it's been so cool. So cool to see. That's obviously putting it lightly, but seeing where they started just from when I mean, and you know, they've ob- obviously accomplished a lot to the point where we started the maker mentorship, but even just from that point to now, I mean, it's like night and day. And it is just so incredible to see these people just living so authentically and accomplishing more than they ever thought that they could have and I mean and they still have so much more that they're going to continue to do and I don't know it's do you
0: find that people that people underestimate what they think is possible or what they think they can what they're capable of do they oh absolutely every
1: every single zoom that there's usually some kind of addressing of either a goal that they're kind of hesitant to make or even even as as tangible as like a skill in the wood shop or sk- and, and not all of them uh, some of them have transitioned out of you know being a full-time maker or doing that as like their primary thing whether they're full-time or have like another day job kind of thing but so it's not just the woodworkers which has been kind of cool as well but even just like skills that they didn't think that they could do and I was like just try it What's the worst that happens? The piece of wood ends up in a burn pile or repurpose another way. I mean, it's I mean, yes, like some materials cost money, but these are all skills that you can then it's, it's like an investment because you can then charge more because you are able to do a double frame or a mitered frame or a herringbone backer that you were scared to do or this or that. And every single time they're like, well, I'm going to like I'll do this maybe in three months. And I was like, no, go outside just try it today. Just try it because you were talking yourself out of it. We've talked about this on the podcast so many times, but your brain can talk you out of so many things so fast. And if your brain doesn't talk you out of it, someone else might. And you oh, just yeah. got to do it. Just do it.
0: Yeah. ego, Ego is like a tricky thing, man. Like we really get wrapped into our ego and ego can be deceitful. Like it can tell us all the things we're not. Who are you to do that? I don't know, mm-hmm. like who are you not to? Like who are you not to? Who are you robbing by not doing the thing you want to do? And like yeah. Here, like I okay, I want you guys to think about this too. There is a wasp called a fig wasp. I just saw a video on TikTok about it the other day. All figs are fertilized via this fig wasp. That's its job is to make more figs. That's it. Now, do you think that the honeybee could do what the fig wasp could do? No. But do you know what the honeybee does? It pollinates a million other things and is the reason for all of our food source. Like, if there were no honeybees, there would be no life. So does it make the honeybee less valuable because it can't do what the Fig wasp can? No. No, it doesn't. A honeybee has one job, but it sustains the planet. Like, think about that for a minute. Let that sink in, what I'm saying. Whatever you are meant to do in this life, that's how important it is. That is how profound you are. And that Holy way of like, that's how you were made. Everybody has these gifts, and all of these gifts converge to your purpose. And your purpose in life is to share your gifts with other people. That is the purpose of life. So, if you are holding yourself back from doing that very thing, how many people are you robbing? Not only yourself, but like, your gifts are not yours to hold alone. Can you imagine if the honeybee was like, well, kind of sick of doing this or I don't think I can do it or I can't do what the uh fig wasp can do so I guess I'm just not going to do it the whole planet would die it's amazing how much we talk ourselves out of like what we deserve Kathy Heller Heller has this analogy it's like the redwood forest the trees that grow in the redwood forest they don't ask how much sunlight they deserve they just grow you know like they don't ask how much water they deserve they just grow it it's amazing to me. Like a whale doesn't swim through the ocean and think like, am I taking in too much water, right? Like they just exist. They just do what they're meant to do without question, without self-doubt of am I taking too much or is this stupid that I'm taking in this much water to survive? No, they just do it. That's what they're meant to do. Just like the honeybees are meant to pollinate, just like the fig wasp is meant to make more figs. Like we all have a purpose in this life. And if you're not fulfilling it, you're not only robbing yourself, but you're robbing everyone. You're robbing the world. Just like if J.K. Rowling wouldn't have said, I'm going to make this book, she would have robbed the world of that gift. Or Michael Jordan would have said, you know, who am I to play basketball? He would have robbed the NBA of one of the greatest players of all time. Or if Mozart would have said, you know what, my teacher told me I wasn't actually good at composing music, which actually happened, and thrown in the towel... Mozart. Everybody knows him just by Mozart. If you would have listened to one person's opinion, music composure today would not exist the way it does. So anytime you doubt anything that you have to offer, like think of that because, oh my God, like you are all meant to do something profound. And like, it just sucks that we've been conditioned to think otherwise. Like, that's where I'll leave it. You know, like, it just really sucks. And, like, Jess and I are here to tell you otherwise and to remind you otherwise and to, like, invite you back home to yourself and say, I'm actually meant for more than sitting in a cubicle 40 hours a week. All this stuff where it's, like, we just go into autopilot. You don't have to. We're here to tell you that in in whatever way you need to hear it, even if it's just through this podcast. So, do you have anything to add, Jess?
1: I don't think so. I mean, other than it's really nice to have found you. You are my person. And um, I'm very grateful for everything that you've done for me.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> it was well, Seriously,
1: I, was I mean, like, that. I don't think I've ever come to you with, like, an idea. And you've ever done anything less than, like, be like, hell yeah, let's do it or like you should do this. This would be great. Truthfully, I've never ever taken an idea or brought something up to you like where you're like, "No, that sounds like a bad idea," <laughs> or like, "I don't know about that." I mean, you know, relatively if it was something me being unhinged, that might be a different story, but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so it's it's really refreshing. And I know I've mentioned this to a few people in the maker mentorship that have been going through transitions with friendships and this and that. And I'm like, just like, I'm like, I didn't know that a friendship like mine with Morgan existed. And I value all of my friends. I really, really do. But it is such a game changer. Such a game changer.
0: But I, but you know, like it's mutual, like. I was just talking to somebody the other day and I'm like, literally nobody, or yeah, I was talking to Rusty and I was like, nobody gets what it's like to be like where I'm at right now. Like I can talk to Jess. Like that's the person who gets where I'm at, who understands the wavelength that I'm functioning at and who can, who I could like say like this is what I'm going through or this is my hold up or this is whatever and you'll not only be like, Yeah, I get it, but like let's talk you out of that thing. And like the support system of one person can make a world of difference. It really can. What I want to like add on is the support of one person can make a difference, but don't let one person take away everything. Let somebody cheer you on, but never let somebody take away a dream because there is a power to one, right? And so stand true in like what you want out of life and don't compromise. And there I've always doubted in some capacity that there's other people out there like me who get it. And then I met Jess and I was like, she gets it. Like she gets it. Oh my god, she gets <laughs> it. And it's just like it takes one person for you to feel validated, right? And it's like that's sometimes that's that's just all you need is like one person to be like, "No, I totally get that." Like yeah, 100%. Like, without Jess saying, like, we're doing a podcast, I would not be sitting here podcasting at all. She's like, we should do, you should do a podcast. I'm like, no. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, well, we should do a podcast. I'm like, well, I could do one if, if you do it too, but I'm not going to do one alone. You know, like, the whole reason this podcast exists is because Jess was like, yeah, like, I can see that. Right? And she supported and encouraged that to happen. Without that, I would have talked myself out of it.
1: I would have too. I mean, I was like, and I will never do it by myself. There's no way. And we we're like, both of us were like, I mean, what's the worst that could happen?
0: Yeah. And so, like, find people that inspire you, that support you. And if you don't have those people, I beg you to look again because we mm-hmm. are literally right here. We're like literally, we're literally right, right here,
1: right here,
0: literally <laughs> right here.
1: You know, I always tell people so, to find their Morgan. Like- I was like, you guys need, you guys need to find your Morgan. <laughs> Because they exist. I didn't think they did, but they do. So abundance mindset, baby. They're out yeah. there. It's just don't accept that. Like it's
0: refreshing. Yeah. It's refreshing. And they exist. And I it's like, yes, I knew Jess existed after I met her and was like, that was profound. But then I like went to the Kathy Heller thing and I was like, oh my God, there's like other people out mm-hmm. there who support uh unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's not just one person. There's, like, people that exist on this planet that will support you. And, like, that's what we want to create. Like, truly, wholeheartedly, like, that's what we want to build yes. is that system, that network of people that are like, we got you. We got you. So I know I went on a soapbox. I know I spoke with a lot of conviction and maybe yelled in the microphone a couple times. <laughs> I apologize. But then <laughs> we again, I We love it. Don't. Snaps and claps. Like, I, I just, it's. No
1: apologies.
0: No apologies. But we will kindly remind you, if you want to join the Patreon, that would be lovely. If you can't do that, leaving a five-star review and sharing with a friend makes a big difference. So maybe after you hop off this, you can leave a little review or a testimonial on how this podcast has helped you in some way, how it's changed a perspective for you in some way, how it's changed a narrative that you had. Um, I mean, we we love the DMs that we get. It's validating that this is important.
1: Yeah, so it makes a huge difference. It really does because we don't we don't see it that way. You know, we all are our biggest critics, and we just are doing the thing and and hoping that it reaches people. And seeing that it does is really really a wholesome realization that we. Yeah. So, and I think we're gonna try putting some of those testimonials up on the site and a highlight or something on our Instagram. So I'm going to try wrangling those together. I know people have sent quite a bit and I'll go through and find them, but we are very grateful. Yeah, We love interacting with you guys. We just posted the Q and a little bit late from last week um, and still have some more questions to get through. So we'll do another Q and a episode at some point. If you guys ever have questions, please send them. We love answering questions. Clearly we like to talk. So kind of, goes hand in hand i think.
0: <laughs> I think this is a good outlet for us.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. And Morgan and I started talking like 3 hours, 4 hours ago at this point before we started recording. We've just mm-hmm. been talking for like 4 hours straight now. It could probably go for quite some time, but um <laughs> it's fine anyways i think that wraps it up for this week and um we are excited to see you guys in a few days for the patreon zoom 7 p.m on the 17th
0: yeah we'll see you guys then goodbye